Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks and God bless. Discerninghearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essig. Monsignor Essig is a priest of the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Mother Teresa. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essig encountered St. Padre Pio, who became a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by St. John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, and seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. In this particular episode, Monsignor Essif reflects on the Feast of the Presentation, which is celebrated every year on February 2nd. Jesus is being presented in the temple by Joseph and Mary. And this gospel of the presentation is 40 days after Christmas. And Jesus is born, and the Jewish law was that a child be presented to the Lord and a customary offering begun to God. And his family, Joseph and Mary, are very devout Jews, and they, they keep the laws of Moses. And so they're taking this little boy of theirs, 40 days old, and they're presenting him in the temple. And I, I think it's so important that I read this account to you from St. Luke's Gospel. And uh, it's the account of the presentation of Jesus in the temple. Second chapter, beginning with the 22nd to the 40th verses. When the day was completed for the purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictates of the law of the Lord. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the coming and the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was with him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the customary the custom of the law in regard to him, he took Jesus into his arms and blessed God. This is a very famous text. 
Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your will. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you promised and prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. What a powerful prophecy that is, that God told Simeon that he would not see death. He had been devout. He had been reading the scriptures. God was going to keep his promise, and he, with his own eyes, would see the Messiah. And now he's holding him in his arms. He is so thrilled to hold Jesus. All his life, he had been looking for the one who is going to redeem Israel and also be a light to the Gentiles. The child's father and mother were amazed at what had been said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel. How prophetic. And to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself, a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Mary's heart is going to be pierced, so the thoughts of many hearts, ours and yours. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Ashar. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband for seven years in marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple and worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about this child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. That gospel is such a, a powerful text today for all of us to hear. You may or you may not be going to church today, but everyone is going to meet Jesus. And this is prophetic. You know, it was revealed to Simeon, and it was revealed to Anna, and they happened to be there. You know, uh, they, they, they were there. Praise God, because the Holy Spirit had led them there. But that same Holy Spirit, if you're listening to this podcast, is guiding you and directing you, first of all, in your hearts. Will you have to go to church to meet Jesus today? Will you have to go to the temple? God is in you. You are the temple of God. And even as you awaken, or wherever you are, Joseph and Mary have this little baby that was brought into the world, 
Mary's child, Joseph's foster child. They're presenting him to you. And where is he in your heart? Everyone. You know, you get up in the morning and you could say, good God, morning. Or you could say, good morning, God. But there he is. As soon as you awaken, we meet the Lord until we're able to begin to discover Jesus within ourselves. We're not going to be able to discover him when we get to the temple. The encounter with the Lord Jesus is immediate. How often we just miss seeing him. It's not only when you arrive at the door of the church that you enter into the presence of God. It's he is in you. The temple of God is within you. You are the house of the Lord. And to enter into your heart, how important it is to have morning prayer. When we pray every day to arise and to meet him, as Simeon very devoutly was taking this child into his arms, maybe for some of us, interiority, going into our hearts where we meet God, where God exists, that interiority is something new. But that journey is so important. Meet him. Take him into your heart. Hold him there. In this morning, until you begin to recognize him within yourself and to pray and to listen to him and to hold him and to have a relationship with him. He is the source and the power of your relationship. This is very important with any other relationship. It is through him and with him and in him. If you're a baptized Christian, he exists in you. Now, as then you begin to turn to your wife, to turn to your children, then you meet him in them. They meet him in you. The recognition and the relationship. Every family needs God to come together in relationship. So many of us are so distant from one another because we have not discovered the relationship of God within each other. How much more valuable when you see your wife as Christ. How much more beautiful when your wife begins to see you as Christ. How much more powerful when you yourself have discovered him within yourself so that your meeting with her is a revelation of Christ to her. And your meeting and encounter with her is your encounter with him as you embrace each other in a morning kiss and you begin a day in Christ, through Christ, and with Christ. That relationship of a husband and wife in a family begin the entrance into the children. For every one of them is a 
gift of God. As Jesus was being presented in the temple to God, because he came from God, so too with your children. Your children, as you embrace them, you recognize Christ in them. And then as you and your family go to the church, you have already met him long before you come to the church door. As you enter into the temple together, there he is to meet all of you so that he can strengthen his presence within you. When you go to Mass together and you hear this gospel read, he is there in the Eucharist, yes. He is there in Holy Communion, but he is already in you by your baptism, by your confirmation, by your marriage graces. God in the family, God wanting to unite the family of God through his presence within us. When Mary and Joseph are standing by you and with you, how the, the heavens are really present to you today on the Feast of the Presentation, offering you, each of you, the child Jesus. He is so available, the availability of Jesus to bring about relationship, first with yourself, then in your family, and then with the community. As you look around, where are you going to meet him in the temple, in each other? As you look around in the temple, there he is in one another. Look to your right. Look to your left. When you give the kiss of peace at Mass today, as you look and shake the hands of the person, you may know or not know the person there. They may be your neighbor. They may be people that you meet in this community. But what is the community? It's one heart and one mind. Communion. But you can't enter into that if you're judging and seeing or alienated from the priest on the altar, the servers and the attendants, the people reading. In the, Where is your mind? Where is your heart? The community can only grow. Many times our presence in the community is our presence in an isolated spot within ourselves. We hardly recognize who's around us. These are Christ. Do you want to meet him? He's there. You meet him first in yourself. You meet him in your family. Now you meet him in this family, in the community. After you have received him today, and he has come into your heart, and you have him with you, the beginning of your mission starts at the church door as you exit. Starts in the parking lot as you now have this week ahead of you. This coming week after the presentation of the Lord, 40 days after Christmas, Christ has made himself available to the entire world. How? This is now where your mission begins. You're going to bring him to the entire universe all around you when you go to work, when you go to school, 
when you go to your office, when, whenever, or wherever you're going, you're taking him with you, but you're also finding him there. We cannot enter into Christ and his presence unless we trust that we're going to find him within ourselves. The union and the communion begins in my own heart. And so for those of us who only encounter Jesus in the church, you're missing so much of today's gospel. And that is Joseph and Mary are really there offering you, presenting you with Jesus. Jesus here being offered to you on this day. I really believe that the responsorial psalm of today's Mass is something that we can just take home and think about and pray. Who is the King of glory? It is the Lord. Lift up, O gates, your your portals. Reach and see him. Reach up, you ancient doors and portals, that the King of glory may enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in our midst. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up, O gates, your, your portals. Reach up, you ancient doors that the Lord of glory may enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. The Lord has made himself so available. Who is this King of glory? Let him enter. And the portals are the doors of my heart. Open wide to the doors so that he may enter. So many times in, in our daily lives, you know, with the, the, the teenager who hardly ever gets time because of his whirlwind day, you know, he's going here and doing this and doing it, to stop and to be aware. Young man, open your eyes and look inside. There you will find Jesus the child Jesus, in your heart. Hold him. Ask him to come with you today on this Feast of the Presentation. My dear and blessed sister, as you're there in your nursing home today and you can't get to Mass, he is there. Open wide the door of your heart and let him in. He is there the King of glory. Mary and Joseph are presenting him to you in your nursing home. If you are in your car and you're driving along and you're going someplace on this Sunday morning, maybe hunting, open the door of your heart. He is so available. Who is this King of glory? He is Jesus. And he is with me. And he is in me. 
There's no place that he isn't because he's in your heart. Open wide those portals. Open wide the doors of your heart and let him in. Who is he? He is the King of glory. God bless. We now join Monsignor Asif as he offers the efficacious novena to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, a prayer that was composed by St. Margaret Mary Alcott and which was recited every day by St. Padre Pio for all those who requested his prayers. O oh my Jesus, you have said truly, I say to you, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. Behold, I knock, I seek, I ask for this grace. Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O my Jesus, you have said, truly, I say to you, you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Behold, in your name, I ask the Father for this grace. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O my Jesus, you have said, truly, I say to you, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Encouraged by your infallible word, I now ask you for this grace here again. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, for whom it is impossible not to have compassion on the afflicted, have pity on us, miserable sinners, and grant us the grace which we ask of you through the sorrowful and immaculate heart of Mary, your tender mother and ours. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, showing to us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Saint Joseph, Foster, Father of Jesus, pray for us. Saint Margaret Mary, pray for us. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections, with Monsignor John Essef. <music>